0: You know, the older you get, the, um, the more things you go through, uh, the more tests that you uh, deal with, and, um, and the more opportunities you have to, to, to give up at some point in your life, you know? And sometimes, um, if you want to know what kind of what happens with society out here, is uh, people can only take so much, okay? People can only take so much, uh, especially if they're trying to put it all on their shoulders. Uh, And so um, sometimes I've had people ask me a a crazy question, such as, you know, I don't understand how anybody could ever take their own life, and and I go, listen, well, you just don't understand, uh, evidently, what it's like if you don't have Christ, and if you are to deal with with things that that just make you feel like it's just not worth moving uh, forward, you know, even if you have the best of intentions, even if you've been a Christian almost the majority of your life, and, and even if you're a pastor, um, you have times, I have times, where, where we get very discouraged, uh, we grow very weary, and we feel like that we just can't keep going. And so, um, whatever area that might be that you feel like is weighing you down, or you or, um, Uh, you know, taking too much from you that you feel like um, uh, is not showing any real results, uh, the more prone you are to want to say, well, you know what, if I operate in my flesh, uh, definitely I need to give up. Y'all hear me say to y'all week in and week out, I feel like about every other week, if not every week, depending on which service you're at, um, that, hey, as a pastor, that's where I feel a lot. In fact, um, I'll leave straight from this service, and by 3 o'clock, I could already be like, my Lord, I think those people could get, get them a better pastor, and, um, and I think I would feel better if I was just in a pasture, okay? Um, and, and, and sometimes, um, I've told you all before, y'all know how moms try to correct us, okay? And great, good effort, moms, on trying to do that. But my mom's been trying that all my life, and she has not succeeded yet, to uh, keep me under control, and 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 sometimes my mom, she only means well with that. She says, "Well, you know, you might not want to tell other people that." And, and I'm like, "Mom, that's what people need to understand: is that 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 you can relate, that you can understand that life is is full of ups and downs, and just because you have faith doesn't mean you don't have feelings. Uh, maybe today you're wanting to give up on." Um, your, yourself on a um, particular job that that, that, that you're working. Um, maybe you want to give up on a on a relationship. Uh, you're going, hey hey, you know what? It's, it's, it's worked for many years, but but this time I'm just not sure. And and whatever it might be in your life today, I'm I'm going to share with you a few things that um that I feel tested. You say, well, how did I feel test them? I took the things in my life that I want to give up about, and I went straight to Scripture so that God could change my viewpoint. You know, how many of you realize that, that uh, you're not supposed to, as a Christ follower, uh, approach life through your viewpoint, okay? You're supposed to look at things through his viewpoint, and, and oftentimes, that's the only way we can get our, um, our faith uh, dialed in to where it needs to be, uh, not on us, not on our situation, but on uh, what God might be doing in the midst of the situation. Would you bow your heads with me today before we get started? Heavenly Father, God, today, Lord, I pray that that, um, as I humbly surrender myself to you, that you would just continue uh, to take over. Uh, God, have your way. Uh, God, I pray that you'd open our eyes to see what you want us to see, open our ears that we might hear what you want us to hear, and open our hearts that we might receive what it is that you would have us to be receiving today, God, and help us not to just be informed, but, Lord, may we leave a way transformed. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I'm going to share with you everything that, that, that could be shared um, because I really had, um, sometimes when I go into a message like this, I'll have a lot of practical things that, that, that God's given me to share. And then um, ultimately I have to say, well, hey, what's, what's going to anchor myself and the people the most in, in uh, never changing truth? And so that's where we're going to go today. I want to share with you some things that the Bible has to say. I want you to know in the midst of maybe feeling like you want to give up, the first thing is this. Don't give up because God rewards our faith steps. Don't give up because God rewards our faith steps. Now, in the Craig International Version, that would be said this way. Don't give up because uh, what you're doing, if it's being led by God and is seeking the will of God, it's worth it. It's worth it. It might not feel like it's worth sometimes to you but but seeking God's will is always worth it you know the Bible is very clear that, that we can't follow Jesus and we can't walk with God we can't please God without faith okay so so it doesn't matter how much you learn it doesn't ha- matter how much you feel like um, you've 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 conquered in the past there's always uh, just that 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 small bit of, 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 of uh, things in our lives that we just know that hey if God, what? But God, what? You know, we would all have given up. Scripture is very clear that, that we can't follow God without putting our faith in God. And, and, and so we, we take each faith step knowing and believing that the next right step forward by faith, that will get us where God would have us to go. Because where God has for us to go, the Bible says that, that it is full of promise. is always worth it. Hebrews 11.6 says... And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. It's one thing to have faith. It's another thing to have hope. It's one thing to have faith. It's another thing to to truly believe that, hey, whether I feel it, whether I see it, it's worth it, and that God the very God who sees everything and knows everything about you and me. He sees down to, to, to the, the least bit of hair on our head, to our hearts. He says, listen, if you seek me and, 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 and my way, you will reap reward. Now, listen, sometimes the rewards aren't seen this side of heaven. If I didn't believe in eternal reward, I would definitely not be a pastor. You say, well, why? Not just because the pastorate's hard. But because it wouldn't be worth my efforts, I don't. I don't want it. Y'all hear me? Oftentimes saying, I. I really don't like having church. I don't. Never. I haven't for a long, long time. I like being in the church. I like. I like to, to experience God. I don't like to just have a, a religious experience. But I know deep in my heart every time I show up on a Sunday, the thing that drives me, the thing that got me up 5.30 this morning was saying, God, you know what? I want to make sure that you get out every ounce of Craig and, and, and instead um, pour into me every ounce of Christ. Help, help me to, to share your word, which brings your hope. Second Chronicles 15.7, probably a scripture you've never read. It says, but as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded. For some of you, the first inspiration you need today, that's not just a matter of positive words when I tell you this, is that anything you're doing for the glory of God, best you possibly can, being led by the Spirit of God and the truth of God, you will be rewarded. You will be rewarded. You might not have a mansion in this lifetime, but you'll have a mansion In the next lifetime, that's scriptural. You might not have it easy in this life, but you will have nothing but blessing in the next life. Listen, Satan loves to make us feel like what we're doing doesn't matter. In fact, um, just something you need to know in case you're new to this is that the more you're seeking the will of God, the more opposition you're going to feel from the enemy. Because now you're a true threat. You know, before you were pretending, and now you're contending. See, see, Satan doesn't chase after those that he's already got. When he's already got you, when he's already been holding you and, and keeping you right where he wants you to be. Satan knows how to come along when you feel most vulnerable, when you are most into your feelings. Uh, maybe you aren't like me. Maybe you go, man, I don't got no feelings. Well, we can pray about that with you but I have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of emotions. I go through a lot of many ups and downs. I can laugh one minute and cry with you the next. You know, I can feel like, man, things are great. And then all of a sudden I'm like, man, can you tell me just one thing that's going well right now? Listen, Satan doesn't want to just uh, pounce on you. He doesn't want to just knock you down. He wants to knock you out. He wants to get you to the point to where you give up what it is that God has called you to do. Galatians 6, 9 says, So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. The greatest things accomplished here on this earth, I don't care what it is, the greatest things accomplished on this earth are typically accomplished by people who just chose day after day to walk by faith and not give up. Sometimes the difference between you, you, you getting the ball in the, in the end zone versus not getting it past the 20-yard line, because see, the, the defense stiffens up when you get in the red zone. People often wonder, when, if, especially if you don't watch football much, you're like, man, how come they can move that ball all the way down and then they get in a 20-yard line and, and they can't get the last 20 yards? Why? Because the defense stiffens up. Same thing happens in your walk with Christ. When you get closer and closer and closer to a breakthrough, the devil's now going to start pulling out every trick he can. He's gonna, he wants to get into your head because he knows if he can get into your head, if it moves from your head to your heart, he's got you. Sometimes the best thing you can do on any given day is to keep believing and don't give up. Listen, even the great men and women of God, um, such as the Apostle Paul, they had to keep fighting forward. See, some people make the mistake. You assume that people who make certain things look easy to you are certain people that you don't even know what they really go through or what they're really thinking. You think that it just comes easy for some people. I've been waiting on that. It's never, it's never come easy for me. I just understand it's not going to be easy. And I understand that it's going to be a fight. The apostle Paul said this in 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me. I think Paul's saying right here, you need to understand, sometimes you got to fight. Sometimes you got to fight. And sometimes you got to know that, that at the end of the day, if you remain faithful, the prize awaits you. You will be rewarded for your faithfulness. But secondly, don't give up because God equips us for his work. God equips us for his work. You say, well, what does this have to do with anything? <clears throat> Normally, the number one reason why we want to quit something, whether you're a, 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 a school teacher or anything else out there, could have been, I, I think about police officers when they went through the seasons of COVID and, and, and how people all had negative. Um, uh, viewpoints of them, and 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 the list goes on and on. Whatever your role or your positions or things that you might be uh, feel called to do, the times you most want to give up is when you no longer feel adequate. You feel inadequate, so you feel like you know what? No use to try. I can't do this right. I don't know enough. I'm not. I'm not strong enough. I I, I can't do it. Can't can I? I can just look at my past and realize, hey, I can't get this this right. Listen, you need to know that that the scripture is very clear that where God guides, God provides, and who God calls, God equips. You don't have to go back far in God's word. People like Moses get a great call upon their life, and and all of a sudden they're like, listen, man, I'm I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have an eloquent enough communication. Listen, God equips us to do whatever work he calls us to do by the way, what I've learned is God's not always looking to see if you're the smartest. He's looking for people who are willing. He, God's looking for people who are willing to let them lead him no matter what. God is looking for people that aren't trying to be independent and aren't trying to be self-dependent, but understand that they are Christ-dependent. There's a huge, huge difference in a call that you think you can fulfill versus a call that only God can Fulfill. Listen, God doesn't call you to things that are that that you can humanize. Okay? Anything God's calling you to do is is something you can only do with God's help. And without God, you're bound to fail. Doesn't matter whether it's a parent, whether it's a spouse, whatever. You know, Uh, sometimes, listen, we just we just feel so inadequate. And I've had to remind myself, and I'm sure you've had to remind yourself before, that that God's grace is sufficient. God's strength is enough. That, that that. no, I don't have it all figured out. No, I don't know truly what's going to happen tomorrow or next year. But, hey, I'm going to keep taking these faith steps, knowing it's worth it, and knowing that he's able. Romans eight thirty two says, Since he did not spare even his own son but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Listen, if if. if God would go to the extent that he would send his son, Jesus, to die on a cross for you. Why would he not give you everything else? Everything else pales in comparison. He'll give you everything else that you need. Listen, if, if you've ever felt incompetent or, or unqualified, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. I've felt this way many times as a man, as a husband, as a dad, as a pastor, as a, as a believer. Listen, I've learned that anything God calls us to, it is, it is bigger than us. It is bigger than us, and we have to fully rely on God. Sometimes God allows us to be pressed to the extent that we can no longer depend on ourselves so that we learn to depend, so that we learn that it is about His grace, His goodness, His glory. Listen, in order to do whatever he's called you to do, you have to know the scripture is very clear. Our competence comes from God. Second Corinthians 3.5 says not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. In this particular scripture, Paul was actually referring to ministers that day. Our competence comes from guys, from God. And and, and the same is the case, though, for anything. Our competence comes from God. Listen, God wants you to know that, that you often cannot rely on your feelings. How many of you know that your own heart can deceive you? How many of you know that your feelings, while they might be real feelings, can be completely wrong? You can rely on God's power. You can rely on his equipping. Hebrews 13, 20 through 21 says, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. Listen, if God has a will for you and a plan for you, he's going to equip you to carry that out. It's not for you to question. It's not for you to question. Two two, um, weeks ago, I think it was, my youngest son, Asher, who's um, 13 and a few months, he comes straight to me, and he says, Daddy, um, you know, I feel called to be a pastor. And I'm thinking the same thing I think my daddy did, even though I was much later in life, uh, realizing that. I think it was 18. Um, and, and, and just as my daddy one time told me, he says, man, he said, God, I didn't think you would call my most tender one. Well, that was really a nice way of saying, hey, the one, that, the one that's got maybe the, the deepest or most sensitive feelings, well, I feel that way with my, my son, and, and yet it's not for me to figure out. It's not for me to figure out. It's, it's for me to believe that whatever God's plan is for him, whatever God's plan is for me, God's going to give the equipping it, that, that, that we need, but God's also going to put people around us who have the equipping that we don't have. That's something I rely on and I pray for quite often as I say, God, please raise up the people around me and let them use their giftedness and and pursue your calling for their lives because together we're a complete body, amen? Amen. Listen, even when you're on the right path, you're going to have times where where you feel uncertain, you feel outmatched, you feel overwhelmed, you feel like giving up. And the Bible says God is going to strengthen you. He says, I'm going to help you. I'm going to hold you up with my righteous right hand. Listen, God's will is not about us, but it's about Christ working in and through us. And it's about God getting all the glory. But thirdly, don't give up because God uses our hardships. God uses our hardships. Forgive me today. That point must be really clear or else God wouldn't be, um, Satan wouldn't be trying to choke me up right now. Okay, so put, I want you to put three lines underneath God uses our hardships. We in the, listen, Anytime we reach the middle of the message, I've already tried to prepare y'all. Don't start falling asleep on me. That's We get into the middle of the oatmeal pie. The whole reason I ate that thing is for that um, marshmallow inside. Don't hand me no oatmeal pie and you, just, and you took the marshmallow out. Don't do that to me, Brother Manny. But I want to say something to you that, that probably I don't think we think enough on, and that's this. Um, sometimes we think, this is just what we instantly think sometimes, is that if we have enough hardships, something can't be God's will. Okay? So, so in other words, we equate the struggle to be in reason why we should be doing something else. Okay? So what happens to some people as soon as a marriage is a struggle? Well, I must not be in love anymore. This isn't working anymore. Are you sure it isn't working or you're not working? That's a whole other, that's two different things. And so sometimes, listen, we want to give up, whether it be in a marriage, whether it be as we try to um, raise our children up in the way that they should go, and we say, man, no matter what I do, it just doesn't seem to be working. Or we're pursuing something that we know God's told us to pursue, And yet, we run into the least bit of issues, and we think to ourselves, well, if I was in God's will, I wouldn't be having these problems. And the truth is, listen, I told you, being in God's will is countercultural. So the majority of the crowd is doing whatever they want to, today and every day. It's not just about whether somebody comes to church. Most people are doing whatever they want, whenever they want to do it whenever they feel like doing it, however they feel like doing it. It's only once we surrender our lives to Christ that we go, you know what, no matter what, richer or poor, better or worse, Lord, I'm following you. Listen, Jesus was willing to endure hardships because he knew God had a greater plan. I want you to write that down. Jesus endured hardships because he knew even in those, God had a greater plan for every one of them. Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. It says, let us run with determination the race that lies before us. Let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from beginning to end. He did not give up because of the cross. I want you to hear that part. He did not give up because of the cross. He knew that's what he was here for, by the way. On the contrary, because of the joy that was awaiting for him, He thought nothing of the disgrace of dying on the cross, and he is now seated at the right side of God's throne. Think of what he went through, how he put up with so much hatred from sinners. So do not let yourselves become discouraged and give up. Listen, it is often in our lowest valleys and in the midst of our greatest trials that we aren't able to feel and and see what God is doing and oftentimes, once we get past the trial, we realize God was doing the most, not the least, during that season. And typically, the, the, the first thing we realize is what he was doing within us, or what he's doing within us. Listen, Scripture is clear that in, in, in this life, even if we're a true believer, we're going to have troubles, we're going to have sufferings, we're going to have hardships for his glory. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. In the Living Bible, it says, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our inner strength in the Lord is growing every day. How many of you sometimes you feel like you are dying and yet you know inside God is making you stronger each day. You just kind of give out. By the way, there's a difference in give out and give up. You can be give out and yet not give up. You can be give out and yet need to give it up. says these troubles and sufferings of ours are after all quite small and won't last very long. Yet this short time of distress, it will result in God's richest blessing upon us forever and ever. So we do not look at what we can see right now, the troubles all around us, but we look forward to the joys in heaven which we have not yet seen. The troubles will soon be over, but the joys to come will last forever. You need to hear me today. God can even use cancer. God can use heartache. God can use a divorce. God can use disaster. God can use whatever it is that you are going through. and, and, and In fact, God wants to use it. God's, God doesn't want any of your pain to be purposeless. The only pain that, that God wastes is the, is, the, is the pain that you choose to waste. God's never wanting to to waste it. He works all things together for the good of those who love him or called according to his purpose for them. We have to remember that God's purpose doesn't change despite our feelings changing, despite our, our, our life dynamics changing. In fact, sometimes, oftentimes it takes our life dynamics to get us to where we have a dynamic faith and pursuit of the Lord. How many of us would really be where we are with the Lord if we hadn't gone through a lot of stuff? None of us. But fourthly, don't give up because God still answers prayers. Don't give up because God still answers prayers. We talked about this several weeks ago, that that we're all, not just because Bon Jovi said it, but because we're all living on a prayer. Amen? In fact, every one of us are in some way the answer to somebody else's prayer. I want you to hear that for for a moment. That's something God gave me early this morning was, was that every one of us in here, we are the answer of someone else's prayers. Well, guess what? That someone or those someones that was at one point praying for you maybe didn't see the answers they wanted to see. Maybe they didn't see things happen in their time, but maybe now things are happening in his time. And so those people could have given up, but instead they kept praying. And, and you, you can be the same way in your life. You can, you can give up before your life even starts, or you can go, you know what? I know there's a reason that God woke me up, and he'll get me up, and he'll take me through. Psalm 28.1 says, I pray to you, O Lord, my rock. Do not turn a, a deaf ear to me. For if you are silent, I might as well give up and die. Listen, if it, it, do you know why people definitely either want to medicate themselves or take themselves out of this life? Because if God is not real and if God does not hear our prayers and if God does not care to answer our prayers, what purpose would we have to live? What hope would we have? Why not go ahead and say, man, expedite me to heaven. Listen, even when it might appear that, that God is being silent in your life, I've had times where I felt like God was being silent. I've had times before that things were so tough for me that, that the only thing I knew to say, I still remember calling my dad. I remember the first time I did it, I called him. Y'all were here on church on a Sunday. I'm home just crying in pain, and, and I'm calling my daddy while he was on the way to his church, and I said, Daddy, I said, I can't even pray. I said, Daddy, I, 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 I can't, I, my, my prayers are but whispers. I cannot even pray. And some of you know what I mean when I say that. You, you, you know what it's like to have the, the hell knocked out of you and the, and, and the breath knocked out of you and, and to be so weary and to be so discouraged that, that, that you, you can't pray out loud for yourself right then, but you certainly hope somebody else would pray for you and pray with you. Bible says that we should keep on and keep on and keep on and be persistent in our prayers because God answers prayers. Doesn't always answer them in the way that we wanted. And he certainly doesn't answer them in the time frames that we want. Most of us, we want to bow our head and and just as quick as we said, God is great, God is good. We want to believe that he has fixed all the world, put it all in order. Luke 18, 1, Jesus told his disciples that they should always pray and never give up. In fact, whenever we aren't praying, it really, it really indicates a lot, okay? It's kind of like checking the oil in your car. You know, uh, if, you, if you don't have the oil in your car, you know, while that can seem the most basic thing, you're going to tear up your engine. And many Christians, they, they expect to be God-conditioned when they aren't prayer-conditioned. People expect to, to, to be able to, to persevere through things in their strength, but, but the lack of prayer means we aren't relying on His strength. Listen, Jesus says that when it comes to seeking God through prayer, that we should pray with persistence. So let's say you know something is God's will. The Bible says that you should keep um, asking, seeking, and knocking and believing in God for it. Look at Matthew 7, 7-11. Jesus said this. Matthew 7, 7-11. Jesus said, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to you, those who ask him? Listen, when I know that it's God's will that I'm to be a pastor, I'm able to pray with confidence, saying, God, just take me where you want me to go. When I believe that God has a huge call upon Refuge Church, and that's not just me coming up with that, I know I can pray boldly for God to do the, the otherwise impossible. When I believe that God has a plan for your life, I can pray believing, God, hey, I know you got a plan for them. God, may they put their little hand in your big hand, and may, the Lord, allow you to take them places they can't take themselves when I know that God's got a plan for each of my, my children, regardless of where they might be in their age or season of life, I'm going to pray persistently. In fact, I, I, I started something um, maybe a month ago to where I, I just finally decided, I said, you know what, God, I need a prayer script. And you said, well, what in the world is that? Well, that's, that's just me going, okay, God, I'm going to take this piece of notebook paper, and I'm going to write down the top things that I know I need to be praying about, you know. And for me, that starts off with my wife. That goes on to my kids and, and, and one spouse and one's fut- the other one's future spouses and, and kids and grandkids of whoever. And, and I just keep moving on and moving on. And and, and I pray for many of you, and and, and the reason why I know that I can pray with persistence is because I'm not asking God for what I want. I'm asking God for what he has willed. Okay? And so prayer oftentimes is coming into an agreement of what God wants. It's not coming to God with your wish list. It's coming to God seeking his will list. And part of that is you have to trust God. You have to trust God that he's working when you can't see it. You have to trust God that he will do things in his perfect timing, in his perfect way. You know, I would love to sit back and pray for all of my kids and go, I pray that the rest of their life they never deal with another hardship. That would be my prayer, but, but I, I, that would be unnecessary to pray because that, that, that's not going to happen. Every day they wake up, just like every day you wake up, they're going to face a hardship. Well, I got, what I've got to pray is that they cling to the one who can take them through the hardship. What I've got to pray for is that they each know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and Lord, so that no matter what happens to them in this life, they have everything to look forward to in the next life. What I've got to pray is that God uses everything that they have gone through, are going through, and will go through for His glory. But last but not least today, number five, don't give up because God is always at work. God is always at work, even when you don't feel it, even when you don't see it. God is always at work. Listen, in this order, I truly believe. First of all, when you're surrendering your heart, he's working within you, okay? By the way, God can't, God can't take over space when you aren't giving him space. I want you to hear this. There's a whole lot of people. They're waiting on God to work, but they're waiting at their bus station, not at God's station, They're they're waiting on God to come to them instead of going to the altar to meet with him. Philippians 1.6, Paul says, he says, I am certain, that's having faith, I am certain, I have faith that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Now listen, if you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, you cannot expect to become all God would have you to become. Anybody that you're praying for and care about in your life, if they don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and Lord, they cannot become all that God would have them to be. You say, why is that? Because they can't take themselves there. They they can't make themselves good enough, strong enough, what have you. It is about the Spirit of God coming to live within you and me that empowers us and equips us to do the work that God has for us. Listen, God has always been at work. Otherwise, you and I would have already given up a long time ago. Think, think about it in your life right now. How many times you thought about quitting your job? How many times you thought about quitting your marriage? How many times you thought about giving up on life and yet here you are? Here you are. God keeps proving that he's answering prayers and that he is at work. And listen, sometimes the only thing working is God. You feel like nothing else in your life is working. You feel like nothing else is, is where you would like it to be. But but let me help you understand that, that there is no such thing as a hopeless, helpless believer in Jesus Christ. If the Spirit of God lives within you, the very same Spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the grave, then you have within you just what it takes to do everything God's called you to do and more. Philippians 2.13 says, For God is is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Listen, sometimes we think we're, we're so strong, and, and yet if not for God's grace in our lives, we would have long ago fallen apart if the truth was known. Listen, a huge part of, of walking with God is waiting on God. It's waiting on his time, and it's, it's waiting on his green light. Instead of giving yourself the green light. It's, it's waiting on his will to be carried out while you have faith that he is at work on it. He's at work. What did the apostle Paul just say? He said, you know, I'm certain that he who began a good work in me will continue that work until the day of Christ Jesus. Listen, you never arrive. You never get to the point. I've been waiting on that week in and week out in my life. It, it, it doesn't happen. You never arrive, but you continue to become If you're seeking His will and His heart. Psalm 27, 14 says, Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Listen, you you may be discouraged today. You may feel weary. You, You may need a break. You may need a vacation. You may feel like giving up. But you need to hear today, God is still God and God is still working. God will reward Every faith step. If you do it the right way, you can't go wrong. If you're seeking the Lord with all of your heart, God will, God will meet you in, in you doing your best. He will do the rest. God will equip you for whatever it is that he's called you to do. So if you know he's called you to be somewhere or to do a certain thing, you just need to stay at your post. You know, sometimes people are waiting on God to tell them something else that they need to do. And and, and and my advice to anyone who says, well, man, I'm just waiting on the Lord to show me what else to do. I say, well, in the meantime, make sure you're doing what he's already shown you to do. Sometimes that's all we can do is just man our post and and know that God's using every hardship. He's using every delay. He's using every ounce of sorrow, every tear that's ever fallen on your pillow. Listen, God answers prayers in accordance to his will. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. Would you bow your heads with me today? Dear Heavenly Father, God, I pray, Lord, that this message was just shared just the way that you wanted it to be shared. God, I pray, Lord, that that, that each would receive it as a message from you, not a message from me. God, I pray, Lord, that each of us would resolve in our hearts that no matter what, from this day forward, we will follow you. Lord, that no matter what, Lord, we will keep our faith on you. Lord, that we would continue, Lord, to to fix our eyes on you, Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. Lord, who gives us not only victory over sin and the grave, but victory through every hardship that this world might throw at us. God, I pray for that, that weary soul today, that discouraged soul today. That person, Lord, that Lord, every single thing within them, Lord, wants to give up. But lord may they be reminded lord that even when the son of god felt like giving up and he stayed the course lord even when they thought they killed him lord his resurrection from the grave proved your power gave us hope and lord shows us lord that even in the midst of the darkest valleys, Lord. You are with us, even, Lord, in the things that we can't understand and the things that we can't take and handle alone, God. You've got a plan. You are working in us. You are working through us. You are working around us, God. May we yield our hearts to you today. Lord, may those who walked in here today in discouraged, Lord. May, may they leave out more encouraged. May those who, who were just only full of doubt when they walked in here today, God, may they leave full of hope. God, we give everything over to you right now. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Will you stand with us today? This altar's open. I'm available here should you want to come and have me pray with you.